Welcome to the new Inspired Artist Podcast. I am Porter Singer, your host, and in this episode, I am again releasing a backlog. This is with Haji Basim, who is an amazing musician and coach and someone who is very inspirational to chat with. I am very happy to finally be releasing this episode after my mental health sabbatical. So without further ado, let's do it. How did you get into doing what you do? Sure. So that question, well, the answer to that question started a long time ago when I was uh, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, and I wind up, uh, my mother wound up marrying a Southern Baptist pastor. So we would go to church every Sunday in a small little white building um, church, and I would watch, my, for my first time in my entire life, uh, the sacredness and sound coming together because people were using sound in a way that was allowing them to express their praise, their faith, their joy, their happiness, their frustration, whatever it came out. And it was a free form of expression that never looked the same. It always looked different and people were fully into committed their sound and how they produced it. So sound was healing from the very beginning. Um, and then years and years passed by. My father is a very, um, my father, not my stepfather was a pastor. My father's an atheist. Now, my father is a person that's really into all kind of music, and he exposed me to a lot of stuff that my friends growing up didn't know anything about, like Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack, um, uh, the Gypsy Kings, and Robbie Shankar. And those things are something that people in my community don't really tell them know too much about. So I grew up with that in the back of my mind, so I kept that moving. So it wasn't until maybe middle school I started playing tuba, and then tuba, the girls didn't like tuba for some reason, so then... <laughs> down after being first chair for a couple of years and started to uh, um, really not focus on music. And then I went through kind of a depression in college and I didn't know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to do it. And eventually I wound up finding the guitar and then I would spend um, most of my time focusing on playing the music and playing the whole, whole guitar. And I just use elements of meditation with that process too. And it just helped me to develop relationships with that instrument. So since then I've learned how to play 14 different instruments and my journeys have taken me all around the world, um, from Bali to um, Australia, to Amsterdam, um, to all kinds of places, just sharing the gift of music that I've come together and, and put together for the most part. So um, I was actually on my way to Bali. I, I, I put together a band for my first time. I was going to Bali in March for the Bali Spirit Festival. I'm going to take the group Tsukushima oh, yeah. there. I know about and then, that. You know, you know, the universe has other, other, other things going on. So that got canceled. And uh, yeah, so, yeah. I'm curious with the, because um, I'm always curious kind of what sparks people's drive. It's usually not a positive thing that makes you like have to do music. Sure, um, sure. Was the fact that you wanted to attract positive attention from, from women, because I know you mentioned the, the tuba, was that like a major factor at any point? or? Well, <clears throat> that was more so in middle school. Yeah. You know, I was I was kind of husky. I, I, my mother used to call me husky. So I would play the tuba, and I, the girls didn't like the tuba, no matter how well I played it. But um, my draw to actually starting connecting with music came through, just like what you said, through a heart, heartache. I was um, in college with the, had a, a girlfriend. She got pregnant. Thought was mine through the whole process, feeling like I was immortal because I was bringing another child into the world. So everything I did was about the child. They come to find the child wasn't mine. I went into a bit, a bit of a depression and didn't know how to pull myself out of it. And then one day I went to an open mic and um, it was a poetry open mic. So I went on the back 
uh, patio of the open mic, and there was uh, this gentleman outside playing the, the guitar, and he was just having so much fun playing. I just something made me vibe towards him, so I sat down next to him, and after he finished playing, uh, he said, well, um, I asked him, how long have you been playing guitar? Like, what are you doing playing guitar? And he pretty much said that um, um, he was a geologist, and he had spent the previous summer, the year, in um, uh, traveling across the Sahara Desert. And he said he bought a guitar to accompany him to, and now he built a connection with it. So I was like, I want that too. And something in my depression told me to get an instrument. So for the first year, I played the guitar for, oh my God, eight hours a day at least. I went without food and sleep sometimes just oh to God. be able to, like I could express. And a lot of times being a man in this country or in, in general, we're not told to express ourselves. So I had, a secret in that I found that no one knew about that I could express all this pain and be revealed and be healed from my musical process. So that's kind of, that's how everything got started. Wow, that's really neat. And you're, I noticed in your Facebook page, you, you mentioned that you support, I don't know if this is, this is old news or if this is what you do now, but that your support for female musicians was something to totally. that effect. Totally. So I pretty much support, most of my clients tend to be women, but I support um, young entrepreneurs in developing their ability to connect with their authentic creativity. Because most of us have never had the opportunity to discover what our true voice is, because we grow up having to sing, sing, someone, sing someone else's song, being told if it's right or wrong, and never having really been created that space where they can find their own Voice. So over my travels and going to India and whatnot, I was able to sit with my teachers and um, form a way or a method for people to connect with their voice and their ability to write songs. So I do that with ukulele because people need to accompany their voice with some instrument. Ukulele is the easiest, most fun instrument to play. So then we put everything together and I teach people how to turn songs into, uh, how to turn their affirmations into songs. Oh, neat. So it, in terms of support, is it, is it like playing musically with them as well or it's more of like a sort of coaching support it sounds like or a coach for sure it's coaching okay. so this leads me back into the other one yeah. the other thing at the very beginning that i um for the last five years i've been hosting holistic ukulele holistic ukulele meditation retreats all around the world and it's pretty much uh, three to seven days i take people out into nature usually at a, at a meditation center. And I teach them in over three days, most of them have never played an instrument and never written a song. They just know within their heart something in them is musical and they wanted the space to be able to tap into that. So I pretty much create these retreats where people come to and I teach them to turn their personal affirmations into songs on the ukulele. So by the end of the retreat, everyone has created kind of a community and they've learned how to play, my God, like, three songs all together. But the most important thing about that process is a space because we have people that are dealing with their own, as musicians, we all have our own blocks when it comes to things, but people that don't play music that want to have blocks and trauma. So that trauma and that block is identified as well as supported and then their creativity supported by other people because we're all going through the same thing. I've done enough of these retreats to recognize that we're all going through a similar issue when it comes to either not showing up um, not being appreciated and not wanting to look stupid. So once those are out the way, you can really express yourself in an authentic way, in an authentic space, and it automatically connects with people that are in that group with you too. Wow. And so the meditation part, is that, do you consider the actual creation of the music the meditation or is there a separate component? Meditation helps create the space. So 
in our, we get in our minds, like all of us, we get in our minds thinking that we should play a certain way and everything like that. But what I use meditations and elements of meditation and mindfulness is to put someone in a space to where that creativity that's already inside them can come out. It's clear, it's not bogged down by thoughts of how I should be, what it was yesterday, what my mom told me, how my dad said, stop playing music hippie and get, get, get a job. Like all those things are gone away so you have the space open to be able to access that part of yourself. I need you to hold one second because my seven-year-old has a burning question for me. Hold on. Yeah, it's always burning. Thank you for your patience. Sure. All right. Yeah. So, so you were saying the meditation creates the space for the meditation this opening. for space for people to access their ability to create effortlessly. So, are you planning on leading one of these soon? Right. So, what I'm doing right now is I'm doing it online. Um, I'm doing retreats, like somewhat like a maybe a two month long retreat or program for someone to dive deeper into their creativity. Um, and I already have about three or four clients right now. I'm going to do a group session at some point next month or something, but I'm putting that all together right now. Fantastic. Do you know when it starts or like when the last chance is to- I have not put a date together, but I know for sure the end of November is when we're looking at launching it. Okay, cool. So by the time this releases, people should have ample time to- to uh connect with you yes wonderful you. yeah everything is online now um yeah <laughs> were you doing sorry no i just had to make make the shift like everyone is to be online what was yeah. your question i was wondering if you were doing them mostly in the united states or if you kind of did them all over the world the retreats or the uh the, retreats, the online yeah. stuff retreats all over the world i've done retreats in bali in amsterdam um, is South Africa, and those are the three places, Hawaii, um, but the rest of them have been stateside for the most part. What was it like doing it in Amsterdam? Hmm, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Like, it's For me, it's all about, you, you wind up connecting with, with your tribe, and I found people that were in my tribe, and it was just fun. It was really fun. We used some, um, some THC in the process as well, too, so that created some other um, experiences that people had through the process, but it was a lot, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun in Amsterdam. Um, yeah, I'm only yeah. curious because I remember um, one of my friends, uh, who's who's also a, a mantra musician. Sheila, I'm making my transition from being a mantra musician, but um, she was she was very surprised by how sort of analytical the the Dutch were as opposed to the audiences that she had. You know, because she's creating this like very heart opening. And I'm curious mm -hmm. if there was like a little bit of extra layers of crust to remove for that particular audience. Sure. Like, yeah. Sure, sure. Like, like they get jazz and they know more about jazz than I do. Like they were grilling me on, on different musicians and stuff. And, and I, I didn't have anything to say, you know, about <laughs> it. Really, yeah. The, the Dutch are really, really into their music. But a lot of that was, I was dealing with people that were kind of um, heart centered and heart minded. 
So the goal that they wanted, I had to keep bringing them back to, is being able to express themselves. Well, what if I want to sound like this? No, just it's your own personal expression. Well, I've heard that if I, no, 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 no. You want to bring back to your own. So there's a lot of that, that, that leading back and forth. But yeah, I've had that experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, as opposed to, so the other places you said were Bali. I have my other one coming in now. Um, okay. Bali and South Africa? Bali, South Africa, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, that has to be, you know, obviously we're all humans, but very different cultures. Um, you want to go ahead? <laughs> was one of them, was, do, do you, um, had that been the first time that you were in South Africa? It sounds like you've been to uh, Bali a few times, but. Yes, I went, first time with the South Africa was to play a couple of festivals and to play some, some private shows that I had connected with, with some people in Australia. And while there, I set up to do a retreat out there and kind of wanted to do, you know, while I'm there, do both things. So I just did it off jump. I had about five people with me and we just made it happen. That's so cool. That's one of the places I'd really like to, to yeah. travel to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the afternoon here, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Was it like it's three seventeen right now. What? It's three seventeen up there right now. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. right, because you're in Atlanta. Yeah, so it's it's nighttime. Like right now. Yeah. 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 We we were making a um, we're making a Halloween pinata um, out of paper mache, so they're very eager it. for this to dry. <laughs> oh, to finish the craft. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. He can't, he can't hear you because he's, he's showing you what he sees because your mouth is moving, but he can't hear you because I have my headphones in. Yeah. Okay, Prambayant, I need yeah. you. All right, well, you can, <laughs> we'll just be all inclusive. Um, so, uh, and I can mute myself while you, cause you offered to play something, which I really, I like the idea of. Would you like to, to do that? Sure, I can do okay. something for you. I'm gonna make sure, so I'm gonna make sure that they don't crash your part. All right, so I'm gonna be using a loop station and something that I put together. I play 11 instruments, but I found my voice is probably the best one that I have in creative wise. So I'm just gonna create a quick beat. Can I get a suggestion, a topic? Maybe the young one might have a topic or something, or you might and have they a topic. What should he write a song about? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. A star. Gotcha. No, yeah. twinkle, gotcha. twinkle, little star. Yeah. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, I gotcha, test, test. Okay, test, 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 check, 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 check. Test, 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 check, 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 check. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. 
I actually can't hear that for some reason. You can't? Okay, let me, uh, well, I've got something else then. Do you have the thing that says turn on original sound on in your audio? In my audio, I have, let's see, microphone, same as system, microphone, the speaker. So what I was playing was coming from a different speaker, but I can definitely oh, do that. Might be why. Yeah. That's why you can hear it, yeah. Let me slide it over some. So, so while I set up real quick, you, what kind of music did you do? Or what, what I, kind of stuff did you do? Well, now I'm, I'm gravitating towards more singer. So I started off singer-songwriter, and then yeah. I joined a spiritual community based on Sikhism, loosely Ooh. cultish. Um, and I was doing mantra music. Yeah. And, I mean, pretty, very cultish. Um, and then... I'm a Hare Krishna, so I, I understand. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Is that how, is that not, that's not how you grew up? No, that's something else. I spent years in the Acharam for a while working okay. and singing Bhakti and, Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I was part of the 3HO community. It's like based on Sikhism and Kundalini Yoga. But anyway, um, they've had kind of a, a waterfall yeah. of, of abuse yeah. stories recently come up. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I still, I still really love, you know, doing, doing that. Um, but I'm, I started as a singer songwriter, went into that and now I'm back kind of to writing, to writing actual songs, which is fun. So that's what I'm working on soon. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. I'll do something real quick then. Okay. Mind. 
Where does one search for their word? Only inside. To sense that universal and of a beautiful kind. Beautiful kind. Was that a pre-recorded yeah. song or, or something new? I mean, I mean it's recorded. It was, has it been recorded? <laughs> yes. And so what's that called? A forest of the mind. Like often I create mantras out of um, whatever. Like I was in Australia doing a, a festival and I wrote that song. I just kept, there was a place any can find. I kept singing over and over again. And kind of when I got out of my tent, because it was a tenting thing, I walked out. There were 50 people sitting cross legs just listening to me play while I was in my tent. So I thought I was kind of onto something. So I kind of kept going along with it. That's great. Wow. Um, I the the idea of the forest is is cool. I I wrote a song once about uh, the woods. The woods are inside you. And I remember being really excited because I read almost the exact same line in, in the, the scriptures I was reading. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so neat. But yeah, the-, mm -hmm. the Divine inspiration. Uh, wow. So ukulele is one of your instruments, but right. uh, you said you played, I thought you said 14, 14. at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? <laughs> so ukulele, guitar, Banjo, sitar, I'm looking at my instruments in my room right now, um, harmonium, uh, percussion. Hare <laughs> <Harry> Krishna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't play the, um, uh, not the kirtals. Oh, I play oh the, the drum. Murdunga, the the murdunga. Don't play that. That's a little challenging. I was there for two years and I never picked that up. Um, Drums, percussion, piano, harmonium, uh, ukulele, different instruments like from like the rick from uh, that's like out of Arabic. Cool. Um, what else? I play looking over at my instruments. Some of them are in the cases in my closet right now. <laughs> um, what else do I play? My goodness, a uh, flute, bonsiri flute, actually. Oh, cool. Where's that at? Interesting. Oh, okay. Flute. Um, I play sound bowls. I play, what's the other other ones? Flute, 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 sound bowls. 
Are you counting I'm your voice? I wasn't, but I'll count it in there just so we sound. <laughs> 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 yeah, and a couple other ones. I play Spoons, Harmonica. Uh, that was it, Harmonica. And I don't remember the other ones. Some of them are like exotic instruments from other parts of the world. Oh, so. That's really cool. I, I'm not the I'm not a multi-instrumentalist. I'm always enamored. What do you what do you play? I play piano. Mostly I sing. I and I played harmonium when I would do live stuff for uh, the mantra stuff. Yeah. Um what got you what got you focused? Because it sounds like if I'm not misinterpreting, it sounds like you're mostly focused on helping women to find their what why that focus? When did that happen? And Sure. So over the last five years, most of my clients have been women. And I've been able just to... by chance? I mean, just that's who's been interested or you've specifically targeted them? Okay. That's just by chance. That's who I've been drawing oh, into. Okay. There's a lot of the spiritual stuff I focus on. A lot of guys... I, I do have men come to my retreats for sure. I definitely do. But um, I've gotten a business coach over the last maybe two months. And she's really caused me to narrow down what my targeted audience is, which is why I have primarily women. Because, you know, being high, I'm like, I, I want to help everybody. And I want to, but right. when it comes to targeting your audience, it's good to really narrow it down. So those are mostly the people that have um, come to my retreats and to my shows and uh, show me love. Okay. Is that how you know Danielle? Is that how we connect or no? Because I remember Danielle, Danielle McKinney. Oh, yeah, she's one of my clients. Um, yes, I met Danielle. Uh, have you heard of Agape Spiritual Center in California? Yeah, that's where I met her. Yeah. Very nice. Interesting. So I yeah. met, they were doing this thing called Raj Fest, Rhythm, Arts, and Joy, I think. Okay. And I was there playing, and I met her there. And we just really had a great friendship from that ever since. I was like maybe eight years ago or something. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I love it there. But um I don't live in LA anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get involved with, with the Hare Krishna community? Sure. Even better question. <laughs> so I was touring. I was a music minister at Science of Mind. Are you familiar with Science of Mind? Um, so I was, I was a minister of music at the Science of Mind Church in um, uh, bah, 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 Charlotte, North Carolina. And then I started touring. And I would um, often on my world travels, and actually that was the first time I say this, I was touring in, in Los Angeles playing a show. And then I happened to met this guy, his name was Sasa. And we just hit it off, just great, great guy, great connection. And then I left LA to go somewhere else. And then I wound up coming to Santa Cruz the next year to try to apply to show I was playing there. And I posted on Facebook and Sasa, who I met previously, um, told me that, hey, come down to my ashram and come, come, come and check it out. So I went to his ashram and it was the Hare Krishnas and it's my first time I ever experienced it before. So I talked with him, I did some, some bhakti and did some work in the kitchen and stuff and, and cleaned up a little bit. And then after that, I left to go on tour. I think I was going to Australia. And everywhere I went, I kept seeing people in saffron cloths. And I would sit and talk with them. They would talk about Krishna. And I love the stories because stories are how we actually relate to, to deeper levels of our own self and our consciousness. So I kept loving all the rich stories and just the, every time I, I met a devotee, I walk, hey, how are you doing? Hare Krishna. They would look at me kind of crazy because, you know, I don't know. They would look at me kind of crazy like, what's, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to find out more about it. So I kept falling more in love with the devotees and more in love with the, the stories of Krishna. So um 
I believe that I went to India for a show, for like maybe three months to learn how to play sitar. That's a whole story in itself. And I kept running into different um, Vaishnavs or, or people that follow follow Krishna. And my sitar teacher's name was Baba Krishna. So it just made so much sense. So I wind up um, coming back from my tour and I went out to the ashram just to visit it again for the first time. And then I left to go to music and came back and I kind of moved there for two years and just lived there for two years, just practicing bhakti and just living that life as best I could, which wasn't very well, but you know, it's not about that. It's just about the process of being and wanting to, to focus on Krishna because it's a, it's a process. So, and that yeah. was it, the, the LA ashram? That was in Santa Cruz, actually. Santa Cruz, that's what you said, okay. Yeah, cool. I, I knew a lot of people in the LA uh, Vaishnava community when I lived there. community in LA, yeah. yeah. That's really neat. So that sort of gets me curious about, because you said you started off as the stepson of a Baptist minister um, and then went to Science of Mind, which got you to uh, Bhakti. What, what was that journey like? There's been many, many points on the map that I bounced back and forth from. Um, I think after Christianity was being an atheist, because that's what my father was. My father was an atheist. So I was like, okay, well, okay, I'll be an atheist. And I tried that and that didn't work. It didn't feel right to me. And then I wound up um, uh, practicing Buddhism. What? Buddhism caused just, mm -hmm. just to, what is your understanding of what atheism means? I don't have a huge grasp of that. What, what did it mean sure. for him? So my father, most, a lot of atheists are people that had bad experiences with Christianity and then they believe there's no God because they would rather be just good people without having to give their will to some creator or some person on behalf, speaking on behalf of that deity. So mm -hmm. they pretty much believe in, in no God. There's no God that exists. It's just you're born, evolution, then you die. Okay. And, and like the life force in things is, it's like mechanical? Yes. Okay. All right. And so, if, so if, okay. if, if you can't prove it, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then that took you, sorry. So you went from Christianity to atheism. Continue. And then to um, the Buddhism. I was in college in a class and I really didn't believe in anything. And then I kept, having spiritual experiences, but didn't know what to call them and say, I didn't want to call them Christianity because I was kind of rebelling against that. Um, and I went to Buddhism, I started to meditate and meditation took me on a whole different journey altogether. And then after that, I got into Christian mysticism, which was very interesting. Um, and then after that, I moved into, what was it? Science of mind, I kind of find science of mind. Then after science of mind, I wound up getting in touch with Sufism. And Sufism was amazing. It still is. Like I still believe and practice my I practice my relationship with each of these these different religions. I just see them as as gates to a different way. They're, they're all the same thing. They're all important, the same thing. Devotion, love, treat someone else the way you want to be treated, and know that there's a creator that created you and love that creator. Um, but it's just a different flavors and nuances. I find that different spiritualities or cultural, religious, or cultural, spiritual approaches find that's really interesting. Like what they do in, um, like I love going to, to, to Kirtan 
and singing teardrops. It reminds me of being back at home. And oh my Lord, 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 Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Because you dance, and then, like I love those elements of, of praise, and I love the the, the sovereignty or the the peacefulness or the introspection of Buddhism because it allows you. Most, if you ask the Buddhists what they believe, they're not going to tell you anything. They'll say it's a personal experience because I go inside. Mm-hmm. And that's what drew me towards it was having my own personal experience and not believing what someone told me to believe about God to a certain extent. So, uh, yes, I don't know if that answered your question, but that was part of it. Yeah. So you, you said after science of mind, you found Sufism. And so, and then, and then the Vaishnavs or? Vaishnavs. Vaishnavs. Yeah. But I was touring and I was still really in the science of mind because science of mind, the practice of, of affirmative prayers, what took me around the world because I put that prayer out there and I was very intentional with it. And then over time, I'm up in the air on the, on a flight like, wow, look what I manifested. So, yeah, I need to be more reminded of that more because I'll be getting, yeah, I need to start manifesting some more things. <laughs> I really loved that, um, that formula as well um when when it was taught to me i actually took a prayer class with one of the the ministers at agape Mm. and uh learned how to do that that was really fun Um, but yeah it's very powerful and so so you explored quite a few gates as you said um do you do you feel like they all just sort of inform what you do now or do you lean to certain gates in certain contexts or are they, have they all melded? Um, they've all melded for sure. They've all melded because I know the source lives inside of me. Um, beyond name, um, beyond color, cast, or creed, it's inside of me. And I just feel like the other other religions and people have ways of expressing that. And I'm in love with that story of how mm-hmm. they express it. It all feels the same, you know, yeah. except for worship and Satan, everything else kind of feels the same. <laughs> and even that to a certain extent, but that's, that's not the, the trip yeah. I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I have a friend who, who, um, she, she hears like angels and, you know, she's, she's, she's always talking as if these are her friends and, you know, so, so-and-so told me today, you know, and, um, and when she said that she had an experience with Lucifer and how that, even that presence was, it was pure love because they were here to show us what we no longer needed and to, you know, to basically, you know, to purge from us all that was unnecessary or, or to show us that shadow so that we could, you know, express ourselves more in light. Interesting. Um, so I don't know, but that's probably not what yeah. people who worship Satan are. are, are probably about. not. Read <laughs> from oh, a different I've never, memo. I've never had one on this podcast, so you know. Okay. <laughs> we'll hear from them. We'll look at right, a person right. account if necessary. I don't know. Um, right. But yeah. <laughs> so what are you working on currently besides the retreats? Um, I'm putting together an album right now, and I am. Shows booked up through December, and those shows no longer exist anymore. So I've been putting together my own kind of a, a stage play, a one-man show where I use the beat machines and about five of my different instruments, and I go to theaters and I, eventually, hello again, I go to theaters eventually and start um, performing and putting together sets that way. But a lot of the intention I'm focusing on has been on the business of 
um, providing the service to people to connect deeper with their authentic creativity. So most of my attention is in that right now. Neat. I did, I did a, a business course. It was very helpful. It's not something that musicians are um, taught necessarily. Not at all. Even desire to do like for the right. longest I didn't want to do business. I was like, oh God, I just want to play music and I want to be found and discovered and I just want to play. And that's what I did for so long. And I was like a starving artist and I hated not eating after a while. So I said, okay, let me learn about marketing. And that was like, all my education has been self, self-promoted. And I have a business coach now because I feel like I want to up-level my, my business. But yeah, that's not something that, and now I'm doing that. I don't play music as much anymore because most of my attention is focused on that masculine, consistent, get back into it. And then I got to stop myself sometimes, just go back to my feminine with the music and express and just play and feel because that's where my power is. And if I don't do that, my, use my superpower, I'm not living to the fullest of my extent. So it's an interesting balance right now. Yeah, it is a balance. Yeah. And, you know, eventually you'll manifest somebody else to do that work for you. <laughs> it's coming. Yes. yes. All of that yes. is coming. Yes. Yeah. Um, they just have to be uh, very organized. Um, I have not. That stage has not happened for me yet uh, in terms of it. Well, actually, I did. I had someone for a little while and then they moved on. Um, Are you looking for your business or for your booking your shows and things? Well, right now I'm not really looking because, because I'm home. Um, I can pretty much handle everything that's coming to me, but yeah, it was for booking shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just man, you know, manager stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I need that too. I just didn't want to wait on it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I'm not somebody who ever really wanted to tour a bunch. I really like the recording, but it sounds like you have a really big passion for, um, for playing. Nothing high. makes me feel better than waking up in a brand new city or town. And all I have to do that day is play music. Wow. That is the most amazing feeling. I wake up in the morning. Ah, excuse me, girl. And I grab my instrument and then I, I'm just playing. That's a joke. Um, and I grab my instrument and then I just start connecting with it and playing it because that evening I have a show I'm getting paid for. So it's, that's the most exhilarating feeling. I miss it, as you can tell with, 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 with Corona and everything yeah. going on right now. I, I miss being in the air. I, I miss traveling and seeing new things. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that up again. <laughs> Would you like to talk about any other traumas? <laughs> uh, I think I'm good. I'm sure they'll come up at some point. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you and the retreats and what you're doing? So she will go to Haji, H-A-J-I-B-A-S-I-M.com and it'll have all my information of my courses and retreats on that page. Hajibasi.com or on Facebook. You'll find the same things on Instagram. I have links to all my pages. Cool. And I will put the link in the podcast notes so people can easily click on that. And yeah, awesome. I hope a lot of people get in touch with you. This sounds really exciting. What a great. Well, thank you for creating this platform. Yeah. All right. Well, have a wonderful Wednesday night in Atlanta and Hopefully I'll thanks for listening check in, with you soon. in order to help us get this podcast. Enjoy out the paper mache people as we can help us boost the algorithm, if you will. 
Would you okay. please consider awesome. subscribing right, on the podcast listening app of your choosing, as well as leave us a comment. Very simple and very effective. If you would like more information on what I do, Porter Singer, please check out portersinger.com. You can sign up for my newsletter and get a free download, as well as check out the various courses that I offer. I also mentor and create community in various ways. So please check out my website for more info on that. Have a wonderful day.